beautiful soul and welcome to Spiritually Empowered. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It's been, I think, over a year since I have recorded a podcast and a lot has happened since then, internally, externally, and even if you just want to reflect whether this is your first time listening to this show or you listened to the previous episodes or you were with me when I just began this journey of Spiritually Empowered. Where were you one year ago from today? Imagine and put yourself in your shoes one year ago. Where were you? What did you feel? And the brain can be so quick to judge well, this happened, or this is wrong, and, and I was this, and I'm this, and, and without going in that direction, maybe just notice that programmed response to judge and just bear witness to your evolution. One year. Maybe it's been really, really tough. Bear witness to that. Maybe it's been fucking incredible. Bear witness to that. It's probably both, right? Because that's life. That's duality. And thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to chat with you, to be with you in this space, wherever you're at. How about we share a deep breath? Make a sound if you can. Let's do one more like that. You deserve the deepest breath. (sighs) Let it go. Release what you don't need. Every exhale, you can let something go. So this is a rebirth of spiritually empowered. And my intention for this podcast now is for it to really be a safe place, a portal of inspiration, a spiritual catalyst for you in your life, whatever that means for you. My intention is to bring people into this show to elevate their story of empowerment and to also be real and be raw with you, with where I'm at and what is unfolding within me and what I see externally. So with that being said, this is really a space that I welcome you into. So I want to riff on a topic, just jumping right into this concept of power. So I want to riff on this topic. What does it mean to stand in your power? What does it mean to be sovereign? And if you have listened to what I share in the past, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. If you haven't, I am someone who has experienced a lot of disempowerment and feelings of powerlessness in my life, whether that was through my six year, seven year addiction, um, codependent relationships, my mental health, 
just feeling very powerless over spirit beings, over entities in my mind, in my emotions. And this is literally about front pain to purpose, always. That always comes out of my mouth because it's really just what I live by. Your challenge is holding a blessing. If you experienced powerlessness, get ready for power. I was just telling a client this earlier. A lot of people don't like the energy of doubt. A lot of people don't like the energy of fear. But what happens when we don't like it and we judge it as wrong or worse than love or faith is that we trap it in darkness. Just play with me for a minute. We trap it in darkness. What if doubt was the perfect teacher of faith? What if fear was giving you love? I really like paradox and in my client sessions and with whatever I do, I usually like to go to the back door. I'm like, what is something that works to loosen the grip of suffering? To get into the stream of abundance and well-being. So what if we said, doubt? Thanks for teaching me faith. I am ruthlessly loving you. Not the fake love that's like, I'm supposed to do this. Like genuine. Like you see the spirit of doubt as needing love. You see the spirit of your sadness as needing acceptance. And you turn towards it and you hold it. Imagine that. And I believe that is the great work of this life. It's to be whole. It's not to be in pieces where your pain is boxed and your joy is limited. It's to be wholeness. I think Carl Jung said this, correct me if I'm wrong, but it says, I don't want to be good. I want to be whole. It is the merging of humanity to divinity, the merging of spirit and matter, the merging of I to we. And realizing that we are not supposed or meant to live in pieces. We're meant to be walking paradoxes. Spirituality is a paradox. Every moment is unique. Every moment there's a different medicine. Sometimes we are needing to uplift and go to gratitude and go to gratefulness and go to service. And sometimes we need to journey to the underworld and feel our wounds. So each moment is an offering and each moment has medicine. So that leads us into this lifelong topic, this conversation of what does it mean to stand in power? So if you're listening to this, I can pretty much assume that you're sensitive, you're naturally psychic, you probably want to help the world heal. You probably live to be of service. You probably have huge dreams. Welcome home. So do I. <laughs> and if you're listening to this, 
you probably know what it feels like to feel overcome by the external energies in any given environment. And what I'll offer today is a medicine to that, a path to reclaim who you are and what you stand for on an energetic level. So there's different dimensions of this. So there are energies all around us. There are spirits, there are energies, there are thought forms, there are entities. My shamanic teacher says, these are prophesized times that we are in. The gates of heaven have been flung open and the gates of hell have been flung open. Anytime the earth and the people on earth approach a shift in consciousness, there is great polarization on the planet, meaning there is no more gray area. You're either all here or all there. The gray area is starting to close and collapse as we really have to choose, and this is one way to look at it, fear or love. And what it means to stand in your power, one way to look at that is choosing consciously, making a deliberate decision every single day, every moment. To go in the direction that you know is best for you and to be ruthless and playful. I got a lot of fire. Fire is very powerful, very playful, and you have fire too. So when we go into the grocery store, sometimes we start to read people's thoughts. Sometimes we start to feel people's feelings. If we are not anchoring our presence on this planet, if we are not solidifying our separateness, we're in separate bodies for a reason. If we are not... Um, adjusting and tuning our energy before interfacing with the world, we will uh, lose our shit probably. Nothing's wrong with losing your shit. I'm just saying we don't have to do that anymore. We can walk into environments and be the sacred space. We can walk into places and to some level be imprinting versus being imprinted on. And that was actually what brought me to energy healing. I remember what brought me to energy healing and I had already started to become aware that energy healing was a freaking thing in the first place. Like I found energy healing, I found Reiki, I was like, okay, whoa. And what really birthed my desire to go full throttle on this path of learning energy medicine and practicing it was I was walking into my grandma's nursing home. I was alone. The sun was shining. It was probably mid-afternoon, late morning. Knowing me, I like to sleep, so it was probably (laughs) mid-afternoon. And I was walking in, and I had this thought. I'm like, damn, I want to walk in this nursing home, and I want to bless this entire building. 
I want to walk in this nursing home and I want to uplift every single person in this building without lifting a finger. I want my presence to be a blessing in here. I want to be a living prayer and by interfacing with this building, I desire to uplift all of the energy, all of the people in this space. And I was like, damn, I think energy medicine is probably the path to that. And I was right. My cat is scratching on the back of my chair. Excuse me, Uni. Mommy's recording something. <laughs> oh, heavens, okay. And that memory stuck out to me. And I want to share with you this. So I went to the doctor's office the other day and I walk in and this is like a diary of someone on a path of awakening. <laughs> and I walk in and I immediately perceive both worlds, meaning I see everything that's fucked up with the medical system and I see how amazing and privileged I am to get the support that I'm getting and how blessed I am. So if you're somebody who perceives polarity and duality, congratulations, you are psychically evolved and there's no hierarchy. It's not like I walk in and think I'm better than, I actually walk in and feel a responsibility, right? To whom much is given, much is required. It's, there's no hierarchy. The angels are not better than you. Archangel Michael is not more worthy than you. Who you used to be is not less worthy than who you are. The hierarchy is complete trash. It is literally there to enslave the human population. So anywho, I walk in, I'm quick to judge because I'm like, holy fuck, I'm paying $500 to get an examination right now. And everything's fine, by the way. But I'm like, and I have insurance and I'm like, wah, wah, wah. like this whole system is totally jacked up. And I was just feeling it. I'm like, there's no plants in here. I was just feeling every disturbance. <laughs> and I was observing. I wasn't attaching. I wasn't going into spiraling into despair. I was just like, oh my God, 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 oh my God. And then I, I had this thought as I was in the building for like an hour. I had this thought. I'm like, okay, well, all of that may be true and may be real. Well, how do I bless the building? How do I leave it better than I found it? How do I go back to the intention that brought me to my deepest passion, which is energy medicine? And I was like, okay, huh. What if I started to think about how kind everyone in this building is? What if I started to focus on how grateful I am that I have money to pay for this service? What if I realized that I get to go home and I was grateful for that and I didn't have to stay and work at that, at that um, building and I'm grateful for everybody in there who is. And I noticed right away, well, there's the answer. It's where you place your focus. We already know, I already knew everything that's wrong with the system, generally. I don't know everything, right? But I, I could feel it. I'm like, okay, this is, this is like, I could feel where it needed to be fixed, right? So, okay, maybe that's true. Okay, probably is. Now, what's on the other side? How do I actually leave this building better than how I found it? This is 
psychic spiritual healing on a community level. We are so influential. Somebody looks in your eyes and they read your energy on an unconscious level. You are a walking information. And I'm not saying you should be happy all the time and go in with rainbows and ponies. No, I like authenticity. Authenticity is where it's at. Being real is where it's at. Yet, when you're in a moment and you can go down this path or you can go down this path, maybe you decide to choose to focus on one thing that's beautiful in that environment. When you focus on something, it grows, my love. It expands. This is scientific, and I'm probably going to butcher the words, but when you observe a particle, when you observe a particle in science in an experiment, it's the observer effect, I think. I really hope I'm not butchering this, but I know it's real because I looked at it and I've learned it. <laughs> but when you observe something, you alter it. Observation in and of itself influences matter, period. We know this scientifically. And my teacher taught me the perceptions that you hold when you are, when you're with a client, how you view them influences their results. Your perceptions are influencing the world greatly. So I decided to start to um, lengthen my breath. I was like, I'm just going to breathe like a badass right now. I'm just going to take some deep breaths. Most people are not breathing. They're holding their breath. Where oxygen is flooded, dis-ease cannot live. So on a very tangible level, one of the first things you can do to own your power is to breathe well. Take up space, expand your energy, open your heart, lift your spine, open your being. Take up space. Wherever you are, it's like every part of you is in it. And not only did I have a realization in that moment of how I could influence that building and everybody in it for the better by focusing on beauty, by focusing on love, by focusing on what I'm grateful for. That focus is scientifically proven to strengthen your immune system. Gratitude strengthens your immune system. And on a spiritual level, it changes your aura. It changes your energy. And if you're in tune, which I know you are, you can feel it. So in a moment where you have a choice to look at what's wrong or look at what's right, maybe it feels good and helpful to focus on what's beautiful. The task of the shaman 
The task of the medicine person, the task of the healer, says Alberto Violdo, one of my most incredible shamanic teachers, is to see beauty where others see destruction, to see opportunity where others see chaos. And this is not frou-frou light worker sitting in a tunnel and praying. This is ground level action from a place of love. This is going into the world with your fullness and doing the work that you came here to do. Whether that's funding organizations, whether that's fighting at the courthouse, whether it's this or this or that, only you know your task. What is your task? And it's a really good idea to always have the question open and active in your heart. Who can I help? How can I serve? Where am I needed? A life of deep joy and fulfillment is a life where we are contributing to society in a positive way. Every person has their role. What is your role? My role right now in this in this present moment is to record this podcast and blast it out into the world. It's time we use our voice. And then other times, it's time to be still. Remember, spirituality is a paradox. There's always a unique medicine. And that's why you are the guru. You are the medicine person. You are the shaman. I don't call myself a shaman, but I'm making a point here. That's you. When I sat with grandmother Ayahuasca in 2019, right before 2020 hit, I experienced an initiation. And I learned a couple things that changed my life forever. And one of those things was this. I am my own shaman. For so long, I was outsourcing my power. I wanted to be protected by my father. I wanted to be protected by the shaman in the actual ceremony. I didn't want him to leave. I felt oddly attached to the ayahuascado or the um, giver of the medicine, the space holder in the ceremony. I did not want him to leave. I wanted him to be with me forever, to protect me forever. And I remember telling the um, minister of the church that during integration, and he looked at me and he said, God bless him. He said, who did you want to protect you when you were a child? And I said, my dad. And he said, yeah. And I said, son of a bitch. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's like when, we're, when we have some epic mentors and guides, oh my God, we grow like times a million. I just had a session a couple minutes ago. I mean, I really, really value 
working with others and experiencing their gifts. But even more than that, or on a different plane, I value my truth and what I know to be true in my heart. So one of the things ayahuasca taught me is that you are your own spiritual protector. Grab your sword, grab your rose, whatever the tool is. If there is a tool, you are the one to protect your energy. You are the one to create psychic boundaries. You are the one to soften. I realized it was my time to be my own shaman. So what does that mean on a very tangible level? So for me, I, and I work with a lot of clients with this, is declaring your energy. So words are spells. My shamanic teacher is like, the the most intense black magic is when you talk badly about yourself. That's black magic. You're casting spells with your words. And I like to always say this. It doesn't mean we have to go around and tell lies, right? Like, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. It's all good. Oh, no, I'm fine. It's all good. But how do we say, well, I had a really shitty day, but here's what I learned from it. Or I'm really not feeling good but I know it's going to be okay. Or I'm really sad and this is an opportunity for me to feel through sadness and that's kind of beautiful. Do you see how you're turning your gaze up, turning your gaze up, turning your gaze up? Again, authenticity is where it's at. Oh, it is where it's at. Being real, bringing it down to humanity. Spirituality, in my opinion, should never lift you above your humanity. You're in a human spacesuit. You still go to the bathroom. You still feel jealousy. You still feel pleasure. You are both love. And so we get to get a little dirty on this planet, right? And I'm not judging anybody. I used to want to be way up in the clouds. That's fine. Let's root too. <laughs> Let's get grounded as well. And so it is that sacred balance. It is coming to center and uniting the duality right? And so declaring over your energy, one of my favorite things to do every morning, I'm sitting in meditation. My spine is tall. This will change your life right here. You might already do this. Congratulations if you do. Really powerful practice. You want your body to express power. Spine tall, Breath deep, sit bones rooted, voice open, shoulders soft. You can do this right now if you want. And if your body says, I want to do this now and you're resisting it, just do it now. I promise you'll feel better after. Every morning I say something like this. I put a hand on my heart and I say, my energy is only open to that which serves the highest love. And I snap my finger. My psychic abilities are only open to that which serves the highest love. And I snap my finger. I invite you to pause this now, wherever you're at, you will feel different if you do this now with me. 
but you got to have that tall spine. You got to be in the shape of power, right? Get into the shape of power. Maybe you're standing and your arms are out. Whatever feels true for you. And sometimes I'll have, I'll invite clients to make a declaration like that and their voice is a little soft or it's just not, they didn't believe it. And like, I invite you to try it again. Not to try it again, to say it again. With total stubbornness. This is the, this is the energy of like fixed. Like I am an individual soul and I get to decide what comes into my energy. Because if we are psychic empaths and we are walking through this world and we don't have these boundaries, we will crumble. We will not be able to live our mission because we'll just be overcome by everything. And again, none of that's wrong. I've been there. None of that's wrong. But we are at a pinnacle of time on this planet where we are needed, aren't we? And it's not like you have to go out and and spend a million dollars on it, on you know, invest all your money in charity or talk to a thousand people. It's just, what is your beautiful mission today? Oh, I want to check in on this friend, or ooh, I'm I'm called to actually relax, or ooh, I'm I feel like I want to book a healing session. Literally, what is your medicine, your task of love today? You might not know what it is tomorrow or next week. And there's one portal through which that comes through and it is you. Messages can come through other people. Guidance can come through other people. Of course it does. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. We need that. We're community. Yet, the reason why their message speaks to you is because on some level it came through you. Does that make sense? Somebody says something and it resonates and you're like, oh my God, that's a fuck yes. It's because it was already in you. You already had that message. It just boop, popped out of somebody else so you could hear it. It's not new. Your body recognizes it. It's a, it's a fuck yes truth, right? So it's your medicine. It's not the channel's medicine. When I'm in a session with somebody, stuff is coming through me, stuff is coming through the client. I don't take responsibility for the miracles. I'm just like, yeah, you rocked it. You're amazing. I'm just here to help. That's community. That's collaboration. It's a collaborative healing effort, right? It's coming. If it comes through somebody else and it touches you, it's yours. Take it. Anytime I do anything in my work, I always offer it. How does this feel in your body? What do you think the answer is? Where do you feel that you're guided to go right now? It's like I throw the ball back. I like to talk. I could say a lot of stuff. I could come up with a plan. Is that authentic? I don't know. In the moment, I know because I'm channeling and I'm like, it feels like you know the answer. So, again, dancing in duality, getting the support, getting the help, leaning into others, and knowing 
that you have always been the medicine. I'll leave you with one more life-changing skill to walk in power, to stand in power. Let's take a deep breath. Mm, you might wiggle around, just shake it out. Exhale. So the next thing I'm going to bring to you is something, again, that I help a lot of people with. I'm honored to do that and that I've gone through myself, and that is the journey of being a human being. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Some of us are very skilled at traveling to different worlds. And some of us are very skilled at disassociating. Some of us are very skilled at numbing. I call it a skill because it's not bad, bad, shameful, terrible, never do this. When you call something bad, bad, shameful, never do this about like a behavior that you're doing, I'm not talking about like acts of evil or things like that. I'm just saying things that you do, right? Things that like disassociating, for example, or numbing out. These are skills that we learn to rebalance the system. right? When it's really hard here and we don't have the tools to stay in the body, we will learn how to leave the body. Not necessarily metaphorically, but energetically. This has been a huge teaching of mine and challenging journey of mine of, again, being a human, staying in the spacesuit through every storm. So how the hell do you do that? Well, again, with the declaration. So when I realized that I was popping out of my body through eating sugar, through smoking weed, and again, there's no judgment here. These are skills. These are tools, right? It's just like, do they serve us? We can only be in our power so much as we are present in the body. So where are you? Are you in your mind? Where are you? Are you in the future or the past? Because those things don't exist. I invite you to look at your environment right now and feel yourself clicked in. Look at the colors, the textures, feel yourself home in the present. And if you're somebody who's very skilled, meaning you have lots of patterning with disassociating, with numbing, with exiting your body, Perhaps you're somebody who wants to study how to hone that ability so it's not going against you, but it's actually helping you help others. If you have a lot of patterning with exiting your body and going into spirit worlds and other realms, 
perhaps it's time to actually start learning about that gift and travel through dimensions in the right moments so that you're not abandoning your humanity. So when I learned this and I had this experience with ayahuasca as well, where I had to choose, I was essentially in between worlds. And she said, time's up. Are you out or are you in? And I said, well, oh my God, I'm going to need to think this through. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So why do I want to stay here? Well, I love my family and yeah, 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 I'm a full fuck yes, I'm staying, I'm on this planet, yes, I'm here, I'm here, both feet, both feet baby, boop, both feet, I'm hopped in, I'm here, I'm in the spacesuit. I'm in this animal body, I'm here. I'm right here, I'm, it's now, I'm right here, I'm back. All of me, here now. And all of a sudden, after I made that choice, it's like I'd never had seen a sunset before. It's like, holy fuck, I'm actually here. I felt like a child again, laying on the grass, just watching the clouds go by. It was like, I was alive again. And this is actually common. This is not some far out thing. This is literally common. I mean, how many people struggle with addictions? How many people, you know, are, are, have unhealthy relationships with food? I've totally been in that place, right? Eating my feelings and, and escaping. And, and this is important to discuss, I think. And I say it with um, experience from my own journey. And I say it with a lot of compassion. It's not wrong. It just, we're all worthy of being fully alive, even through the storms. And so when I got home, I would slap my legs lightly in my meditation every morning and I would say, Ashley, I'm never leaving you. Ashley, I am in my body no matter what happens. I am in my body no matter what I feel. I started to cast those spells. And little by little, I just became a human again. I did that every day. I said that every day. And when I drifted, I would say, it's okay, my love. You're fine. Just come back. I would sing myself back if I had drifted into the spirit world and I started to see things and like, oh, I would just call myself back. My love, it's okay. Come home. You're safe. You can be here. You're not, I'm not judging you. You're loved. makes me tear up just thinking about it because so many of us, you know, get lost in the voice of judgment. You shouldn't do that. That's a terrible thing to do. You're getting fat or you're doing this or this is terrible. What if we just loved the experiences that are the hardest to love? The voice in you that judges, what if you just hugged it and held it? Isn't it craving love? Yes or no? 
That's how ruthless I think we need to be these days. That's how deliberate and intentional I think we need to be in order to, one, thrive, two, heal our lineages by healing ourselves, and three, do our mission in whatever shape that looks like. And a lot of people are trying to fit into a lot of different boxes these days about thinking what they should do and what this person thinks they should do and they should do this and they should do that and they should do this and they should do that. What does your soul say? What does your soul say? You are the church. You have a direct portal to source, whatever that means for you. Literally, whatever that means for you. I don't know what it means for you. Maybe you're like... I don't even like the word source, man. I like the word, you know, God or or Buddha or, or universe or divine. Like whatever that means for you are a direct portal to that. And that's very shamanic. It's very lightning bolt path. It's very Vijrayana Buddhism. It's very to the point, to the center, to the root. My north nose is Scorpio. So <laughs> I have a lot of eighth house, house placements. <laughs> And so if you're coming to this podcast, you're coming to your awakening and we're on this journey together. When we touch the center, everything else changes. When we come back to the center, the eye of the storm, the still point, the exhale, The moment before the breath turns into an inhale. We tap into spiritual forces that activate our own inner power and inner medicine. Let's share a deep breath together. I truly hope this podcast served you and uplifted you and lit you up. And whether you cried or laughed or just had it on in the background, I'm great with that. And I thank you. Thank you deeply. And I'd love to hear from you. Of course, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you want to help me grow these messages and expand my reach. I'm really here to be a voice to catalyze healing on this planet and to help you live your highest mission too. So my intention is to hopefully do these weekly. We'll see, definitely regularly. So I hope you come back and join me soon. I'm sending you so much power, so much love, and I will see you very soon.